0: Hi everyone and welcome to another episode in Argus's Road Fuel Podcast Series, Driving Discussions. In this episode, we're going to take a closer look at our new gasoline cargo quote for Northwest Europe. And that's been launched ahead of the rollout of E10 gasoline in the UK later this year. So we're going to have a look at that and what it means for the wider market. Joining me today is George King Cassell, Associate Editor on the European Products Team and the lead reporter on the gasoline market. Thanks very much for joining me today, George. So, shall we kick things off by going straight into uh, Argus's new quotes? Sounds good, and, and thanks very much for the uh, for the
1: introduction, there, Elliot. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, as of last month, um, we are assessing our northwest European gasoline cargoes on a sift Thames basis, and that brings them more in line not only with the changes to the UK gasoline market, but also the wider shift to E10 gasoline in Europe. It means reflecting uh, finished grade gasoline, non-oxy, with a minimum 95 ron octane that goes directly into blenders and distributors in the UK and ends up as E10 gasoline at the pump after the addition of ethanol.
0: OK, great. Cheers. And just to state, for those not aware, the UK is is shifting to E10 gasoline as the standard grade from from September. And that will essentially uh Well, potentially double the uh, bioethanol content, sorry, up to a maximum of 10 percent from a current level of 5 percent. So we can chat about that more in a minute, George. But how how does this change affect the way we're we're assessing cargoes? Okay. well, for the first time, uh, the gasoline cargo quote will be linked to non oxy barges.
1: So it will truly reflect the value of Northwest European gasoline market and the blend stock that makes up the majority of the finished grade. Now, see liquidity increased by around 50% last year, and this is even during the pandemic, with a record 1 million tonnes of Argos barges changing hands um, in 2020 as a whole. Um, and even last month, um, we had 135,000 tonnes trade, um, which in itself was the highest since we moved to a VWA assessment at the end of 2019. So this growth contradictory means non oxy bar pricing is truly becoming the new gasoline benchmark in Europe as it reflects the actual physical gasoline consumption as the majority of European countries are now predominantly using E10. Argus now offers a suite of gasoline prices that reflects the European gasoline market in its entirety. With the new cargo assessment, Argus coverage
0: is mirroring in a very timely manner how the European market develops. Okay, fantastic. So, um, just to recap a little bit, non-oxy barge liquidity is rising rapidly. We've seen record volumes, as you say, trading in the market lately, and a growing number of participants in this in this market too. So, it does make complete sense, of course, to take this next logical step and provide the market with a non-oxy cargo quote um, to ensure there's a full suite of pricing tools on offer, as you say. So. We're, we've launched this this new non-oxy cargo quote SIF Thames. Can you just explain a little bit more about how this new assessment is actually formulated? I certainly can. Um, so I mean, primarily in the absence of liquidity um, in Thames,
1: which. You know may be the case on on certain days and um, we can rely on our daily assessment on a, on the ara barge market um, and this trades right from 9am in the morning all the way to 5:30 in the evening um, it can be followed in real time throughout the day on august direct which means fewer surprises in the evening for the cargo assessment as the majority of value has already been seen in the market during the day right so for us transparency is always very important and August will, be, will always be very clear on how the prices for gasoline cargos are set by the end of the day. Now, if the price is based on trades, bids and offers into terms, that will be clearly explained in the end of the day uh, market commentary. If that cargo price level is set as a differential to the ARA barge prices, um, what we do is we say we'll take a diff out from freight and a blending value, and that will give us the UK grade assessment. Um, and this obviously will also be um, highlighted in our market commentaries, and you'll be able to follow that throughout the day as well. So it really gives us simplicity, transparency and all underpinned by liquidity. And um, we also have an immediacy with the pricing and that really should provide the uh, market with the tools required to manage this shift to a
0: high E10 market share across Europe. Sounds great, George. Thanks very much. Um, Perhaps for those who might be listening who aren't quite as close to the European gasoline market as you are, should we just talk a little bit about um, E10 and, and why that's so important? Absolutely. So as mentioned earlier, gasoline in the UK will have up to 10%
1: bioethanol, which is where E10 gets its name, up from the current maximum 5%, which as you can probably guess is currently called E5. The remaining 90% will continue to be traditional fossil fuel derived gasoline, but by using E10 in place of E5, the net impact on greenhouse gas emissions from a petrol engine are reduced by around 2%. So this is a very welcome push to cleaner road fuels and brings the UK in line with several European countries such as France, Germany, the Benelux um, and many Scandinavian countries as well. It's also, it also brings
0: it in line with significant export markets, including most of them, North America. Okay, great. Thanks, George. So from September in the UK, there'll be up to twice as much renewable ethanol in the country's gasoline. And um, that renewable fuel element in our road fuels, whether it's E5, E10 gasoline or, or B7 diesel, is of course a direct result of the EU legislated drive towards cleaner greener fuels. Uh, and that started back in 2009 with the, uh, the red legislation framework and, and the renewable fuels targets set within that legislation. But of course it's important that, that as of this year that legislation is now entering its second phase in the form of red 2 and we'll see a marked ramp up in these renewable fuel fuel requirements. So that of course lifts the pressure on member states to increase this bio content as we're seeing now. So this move from E5 to E10 does seem like an easy win on the face of it, right, for members looking to do that. And as you say, the UK is changing from September. The EU now has more than half of its member states with E10 on offer. I believe Sweden is making the switch in August, and and we've been hearing increasing interest in even in Germany, which had sort of an infamously poor rollout of E10 a few years back. So. I'm just interested to get a sense from you, George, what does this broader shift to E10 gasoline mean for the wider European gasoline market um, and particularly the ailing refining industry? What, what, what do you see changing? OK, well, um, you know, given the UK is Europe's second largest uh,
1: gasoline market after Germany, um, the shift you know, potentially is, you know, has, has fairly wide reaching impacts. I mean, straight away. It is expected to displace around 10,000 barrels a day of petroleum-derived gasoline from the UK's roughly around a quarter of a million barrels a day market. Producers will have to change the primary blend stock that goes into finished gasoline. Now this unfinished gasoline called Eurobob will no longer have room for oxygenates to allow the addition of more ethanol. Now we're moving rapidly towards greater use of what we call non-oxy gasoline which would hit demand for oxygenates such as MTBE, ETBE and alkaline but also further displace liquidity in the dominant Eurobob Oxy market.
0: Okay, cheers. So, of course, we know the Eurobob Oxy market very well here at Argus as the guardian of, of that pricing benchmark. Um, but what impact does this shift to Eton in the UK and, and elsewhere in Europe mean for non-Oxy Eurobob? I mean, presumably you, you've touched on this, there there should be an increase in liquidity. Um that should that should continue um, at a pace I would imagine but is there any discernible impact on the more traditional oxy eurobod market at all? So
1: Eurobod oxy you know, will remain and has remained the dominant gasoline grade in Europe um, and the standard reference reference for for pretty much all upstream and downstream markets um, across the Atlantic basin so that's you know Northwest Europe but also used extensively in pricing in the US uh, West Africa um, and beyond. Uh, Euroboxy still underpins the Eurobourse swap market, and this is used for hedging not only gasoline but also components and exports. I mean, so you've got you know a whole stream of uh, suppliers um, and end users um, that rely on the Eurobourse uh, market and the set an assessment that we they carry out, and you know we um, are expecting to see liquidity remain firm. Um, and it still does dwarf that of the non-oxy market. So there's unlikely to be a negative impact on the primary benchmark. At the moment, we see both of them developing um, side by side. Um, that may change you know, in, in, in the medium to long term. Um, but for now, you know, we don't see any um, significant pullback in terms of um, liquidity on, on our benchmark. So, I mean, even last year during the pandemic, you know, which was wholly challenging for, um, you know, for a number of people, um, you know a number of different players in the industry um, you know liquidity on the Eurobop Oxy benchmark um, we still had over three million tons um, change hands um, on our sparges um, in 2020 and um, this was a slight dip this was down by around 15% from 2019 which in itself was a record year but you know we are you know we're very happy with those volumes and you know we think it maintains um, you know it certainly did maintain um the, the the robustness of our quote throughout the pandemic um but the, i think the you know the real turning point for non oxy gasoline came really at the end of two thousand nineteen um, when the netherlands switched to e ten and that meant overnight really the, the whole of the a r a trading hub became a non oxy gasoline market um you know where you, you have now a situation where belgium netherlands uh luxembourg were entirely e10 gasoline markets and so you know now you've got the uk um coming coming um you're becoming an e10 market from september ireland is expected to follow uh, at some stage um in 2022 and i think also sweden at the end of this year you know it would mean pretty much a lot most of north most of northern europe will be primarily an e10 market Um, so you know we're looking at potentially another you know another game changer another um another thing that can tip the balance in favor of e10 so you know it really is a Really, is an interesting time I think for the gasoline
0: market as a whole. Fascinating, George. Thanks for that. Thanks for that summary. Um, as you say, non-oxy liquidity riding on the um, rising on the barges, and now we have this complementary non-oxy cargo quote just to round out that pricing suite and, and ensure that the market is um, has all the tools it needs to to handle this transition. Um, Fantastic. Thank you very much, George, for taking the time uh, today to go through that. A really, a really great discussion. And thanks to all of you listening as well. If you'd like more information on, on this price or any of Argus's coverage, then please be sure to uh, visit our website at www.argusmedia.com. Thanks again.